Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 49 with Rebecca Hay. Rebecca is an interior designer based out of Toronto, Canada. She is a podcaster, and she's also an educator. She has her own classes to help educate interior designers around the world for different business practices, interior design-related topics, and so much more. During this episode, we talk about all of that, but also I was lucky enough to record an episode last week on her Resilient by Design with Rebecca Hay podcast, so please stay tuned. I will post about that and put it in my stories, but before we enter this podcast, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts, and now I hope you enjoy episode 49 with Rebecca Hay. Thank you, Rebecca, so much for jumping on the Pro Series podcast and taking a brief break off of your podcast and being a guest on mine. I'm excited to talk to you about design and everything that you do. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. It's really a treat to get to be on the other side of podcasting. Uh, I can't wait to chat with you. I love your podcast and it's going to be fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I came, I forget how I exactly came about. I think it was one of your reels of your podcast that I first gotten discovered of you. Um, it, I, I love, I feel like there's missing the main reason I started the pro series podcast. I feel like there was a missing piece to design and podcasts. I feel like maybe people didn't think it, it fit just because design's so visual and mm. podcast is all you, you have to hear it. Um, so I'm glad someone else is also in that world. Um, it's just fun. Um, and there's, I love promoting other people and that's kind of one of the topics um, I kind of wanted to start with um, and we talked off screen a little bit, but it's between collaboration versus um, competition and um, how you, it doesn't matter, just make friends with people, connect with people. It doesn't matter if they're um, competition in your area, um, mm-hmm. but I want to give you yeah. and kind of talk about that as well. I love that you brought that up first, like right off the bat, because honestly and truly, that is really what sort of took me in another direction with my career is finally accepting and realizing as a creative entrepreneur that we're not all each other's competition. And like that, there's that Instagram trap that we all fall down. And I'm also guilty of it where we just go to check for a second and then we fall down that rabbit hole and we look at what everyone else is doing and we feel really bad about ourselves. And so there's this tendency to hold information close, not share our sources, not share our stories and like not share what's really going on inside of a business. Because as you know, and as any business owner who's listening knows, it is not always rainbows and sunshine. And, Mm -hmm. and what I have learned is the more I'm able to grow my community around me with other like-minded designers, the better we all are. And the more we can share with each other, the better we are. And it's funny because, you know, for me growing up and then starting out in the interior design industry, at least in Toronto, and I'm assuming it's probably similar elsewhere, um, there was sort of a snobby factor or this factor of elitism. And, you know, if you're not in the in circle, you're not, you haven't arrived yet. And I always felt very intimidated when I started my design business. I felt like this little lonely designer. I was very intimidated and insecure. And once I started to connect with other designers and share with like-minded people, it started to feel a little bit less daunting and, and really 
my goal is a little bit to disrupt our design industry to, I think things have changed. And I do believe that when we share our knowledge collectively, we can all be better and that we are truly not each other's competition. And I think that goes for any industry, not just design. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And one thing I've talked about in my past episodes is everybody's going to, everybody owns a house or they run an apartment or something and they're going to need our services. There's no way one single person can do that to every single person in your city or your town. It's just exactly. So why not spread the love and help people out? Yeah, I think too, there's, there's something to be said for feeling like others have your back. And so when you get into those sticky situations, when you have an upset client or the client is arguing your invoice, or you, you know, you have a new hire or you need to hire whatever scenario you're facing as a business owner to have a sounding board of other colleagues who get it and who are in the industry with you. It's so much more beneficial than your parents, no offense, mom and dad, but you know, I don't know about you, but my parents don't get what I do, right? Or friends or, or, or family members, they're just not, they're not living it day to day. And it's so refreshing to be able to share in community with other professionals who totally get it, who've been through the same situation and can share what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how, you know, right. I think it was 2019. Uh, I started to do these in-person meetups in Toronto. I just felt that there was, I had this desire to bring designers together. And the first time I did it, I remember I got a little bit of pushback by a few people in the industry saying, well, you know, who's going to want to do that? I don't want to, I don't want to share this. I don't want to meet them. They're my competition. But truly, the more we started to meet in person, everyone just started to open up. And, and honestly, I'm a woman, obviously, and I hate to stereotype, but most of our members in our community are women. And I do think that female entrepreneurs do really thrive on most of them. I'm generalizing, but tend to thrive on having that community. Sometimes I think a little bit more than men. I don't know if you could speak to that. I always think it's interesting talking to a man about these types of things. Yeah, I think men um, are way more competitive. So they're less likely to join the community and link up and kind of help each other out. Um, and it's actually funny you say that because yes, like my area as well is predominantly women. Um, and the next topic that I want to go over is confidence, but kind of a couple of years ago, I was going into an event and I was the only guy there and I walked in and they, I could just feel like the judgment and like it turned me completely <laughs> off of that group of people. Um, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know why we put genders to um, certain uh, professions and fields and stuff. Um, it's just all of that societal stuff is kind of, kind of gets yeah. on the with our, our industry. Yeah. And I think that what, I think a lot of it stems from, and now I'm not a psychologist. This is just my thoughts, my two cents. I think a lot of it stems from, um, feeling good enough and feeling valued and feeling a strong sense of self worth. And I know you just interviewed someone on your podcast about mindset. And I loved that episode because to me, so much of our success and how we behave in the world has to do with the mindset that we 
don't even necessarily recognize we have. And so we walk into a room and we feel smaller than the other people. And it may not have anything to do with the other people, everything to do with us and our confidence level. And so I think that's where the power of community is so strong because the more other humans that you are conversing with about what you're doing in your business and within your industry and sharing tips and tricks and just venting to each other. Sometimes you just want to vent to someone who totally gets it. It helps to boost our self-confidence. I really do believe, I know you mentioned confidence, but I think so much of that can come from just being in community with other like-minded people. I completely agree. And I, I feel like our profession and, and probably other professions are like this as well, but we're subcategory of so many other things, not necessarily like on paper, they'll tell us this, but like as a designer, I feel like sometimes you're a marriage therapist, you're <laughs> totally a financial advisor, you're all of this stuff. So you're balancing so much in one job. And if you're not confident in one of those areas, the customer or your colleagues are going to feel that. And that could determine your success. So, I mean, it's not just professionally. And in that episode, we kind of talk about personally too, like your mindset and confidence outside of your job can affect your job itself. Totally. Your personal, your, your personal development will fuel your business development. I really do believe that. I mean, I personally have been working with a mindset coach for over a year because I know that there are certain things that hold me back in business. One of them is money. A lot of us have a ton of issues when it comes to money. I know we're, we're not here. That's a whole other episode, but oh, yeah. that idea that we have, right? Like we, I'm reading that book, The Big Leap. Oh shoot. I can't remember who it's by, but it's really good. He talks about your upper limit and that we all have an upper limit problem. And it's like that idea of like, you've got this thermostat that's set. And because you come at it from your own experiences, our own mindsets tend to hold us back sometimes. Money is just one area we can hold ourselves back. But when you have other people to talk to about it or podcasts like this, like this is amazing. Just having this conversation, somebody listening right now is probably thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I can totally resonate with that. Yeah. It's, it's something that we can overcome basically. Absolutely. So do you think the mindset coach has helped you confidence wise, not just in your job, but all around your, in your life? Honestly, like truthfully, at first when I hired her, I thought it was going to be very strategic. Like, how can you help me grow this coaching business? I have my interior design business that I love, but I'm really enjoying the podcast and the coaching. How do you help me grow that and transition? But it actually ended up being what you just said, personal. Like it ended up actually being me deep diving through hypnotherapy. This sounds super woo woo. So stay with me, (laughs) but, and I've actually never shared this with anyone before. Um, but it was very deep, uh, history of, of experiences that I've had in my past and how they are informing my current mindset. And so we would walk through like hypnotherapy sessions where I would, she would ask me to visualize a certain event that had to do with something in my past and things just pop into your brain. It's very powerful. I'd never done anything like it before. Uh, So at first it felt I was, I'm an achiever. So at first I thought, oh my gosh, can we please, can you just give me the steps that I need to take to get to the next level? But it actually was really helpful. And I'm still working through a lot of those things because that first is just, I think the first step is recognizing what's holding you back. And then the next step, which I'm still at the baby stages of is 
okay, so this is me. How do I overcome this and, and take my business and my personal development to the next level? Oh yeah. That's funny. You, um, I was, I don't know if it was a show or what, or like a TikTok or something. I was hearing, um, them talk about, uh, how something that in your childhood, that's so tiny, you probably don't remember at all is affecting like every decision you make now which is so powerful um and yeah i totally believe like if you get rid of those beliefs that will they're literally barriers to what your um your next step in success 100 percent. i mean to be honest it's a little scary as a parent myself it makes me think oh my (laughs) goodness how do i not screw up my own kids yeah (laughs) i mean the more you you it's it's gonna happen but i know we can only do our best yeah um i mean the next topic i want to talk about is the power of the process um you kind of talked about how you coach and i kind of wanted to talk about that and what you um why leveraging the power of process allows entrepreneurs to you know update their um upscale their business um so i want to hear what you said yeah process oh this is like a very I get very passionate when I talk about this, which is so funny because I did not go to school for business. I thought I was going to be a teacher. I think like uh, I've I've heard others on your podcast talk about that, right? You think you're going to go into one direction. And then I wanted to be an actress. So I pursued that for a little while. I traveled. I went to design school. I kind of had this long and convoluted path. And I was always the creative. I mean, I'm sure many people listening can appreciate that. Like I'd never considered myself a numbers person. I did not go to school for business. Uh, I was not interested in it. I didn't think I was interested in it. And I even convinced my high school guidance counselor to allow me to drop math, I think in like 11th grade, which I was like the only person in my year who was allowed. Because of course I don't need math. Who needs math? I'm a creative. Ha, joke was on me. Turns out you need a lot of math in the design world. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, and so I didn't think I was really a business person until I started my design business. And I think a lot of us, when we start these creative endeavors, we're just so thrilled and excited that we get to do this passion and people will pay us. Right. Oh yeah. So you'll work. Yeah. You'll like work for free or you're just, you're so excited for me. Like the drapery. Oh my gosh. That millwork detail. Oh, it's fabulous. Oh, this client's wonderful. She has the money to do this, but I never really came at it from a business perspective. And so I found myself early in my interior design business feeling very overwhelmed, feeling like it was super chaotic. And I had this one job, I call it the lemon job. I'm pretty sure most of us have experienced a lemon or two, like those cars, right? Like mom had a Mercedes as a kid that was a total lemon. Like everything went wrong with it. That's like this project. (laughs) Have you you had a lemon project? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe more, maybe more than one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But literally everything went wrong and I thought I was doing well. I thought I was proposing all the items up front and I thought I was budgeting properly. But at the end we were over budget you know, we, we made mistakes. We overlooked issues that the contractor had um, created, hoping, hoping I'm doing air quotes, the client wouldn't see, you know, when you're early in your career and you see a mistake, you're afraid to point it out. I think maybe also as a female designer and, and, the, and all the male trades, I, I felt 
sometimes hesitant to bring issues up because depending on who you're working with, not everyone is always receptive. So there's that, that's a whole other thing. And so I really lacked the confidence to, to stand up for myself as a designer and it just continued to cause problems. And so at the end of that project, my clients who were lovely, although to this day, I can't drive down their street without feeling like a pit in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) So I still get nervous. But my clients sat me down. I remember bringing a bottle of champagne and some flowers to say thank you to them because I had finished. And even though they had said they wanted to hire us for future phases, that fizzled out. And they sat me down and they essentially said, Rebecca, we think you're lovely and we think the designs are beautiful. However, (laughs) wait for it. (laughs) Your process was chaotic and frustrating. You were over budget. Your team was not responsive. We never knew what to expect. And we're giving you this feedback to help you in your business. At the time, I didn't think it was very helpful. I was annoyed, right? And of course, you think it's the client's fault, right? How many times did you used to do projects when you're early in your career? And it's always, oh, that client doesn't have enough money. That client doesn't value me. That client doesn't get it. Oh, she's so rude or whatever story you tell yourself. But ultimately the common denominator was me. And it was a real reality check for me that I needed to change or something needed to change. I didn't really know what it was. And that's when I started investing in programs and courses and online courses and really trying to figure out how can I make this business better because I knew it could be better. I knew there had to be a better way. And that's when I started to develop a process. And anyone who knows me well knows that for me, it was a true game changer in my business to have a process. And for someone who went to business school or who just naturally knows about this, it might seem silly. Obviously you need a process, but truthfully, I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know about a process. Okay, sure. I knew I needed to pick the fabric first, and then I'd pull the pink color, you know, that type of thing. But I had no concept of what it meant to run a business. And so once I started to develop steps, I have now a seven step process that we follow, Uh, not unlike many other industries, right? You go, I used to, I was, I was liking it to when I worked at Earl's restaurant back in Vancouver, they had like such an, a like ironclad process, right? It was like two minute drink times, set the person down, place the order within two minutes. The drinks need to arrive two minutes later, like boom, 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 like a well-oiled machine. I never thought that I could apply that to my creative design business. And once I started to implement a process and now it's like, now I'm the well-oiled machine. I mean, it's always evolving. I'm not perfect, but it's completely transformed my life. I mean, I'm able to take a step back from my business I feel confident. I feel supported. I'm profitable. I have these amazing clients now because it helps me attract those clients to me. It's really been, it's been a total game changer. And I think more than anything, and we talked about this earlier, a little bit off, um, offline is the confidence piece. It's like you can work on the mindset for confidence. Yes. And that's important. But what I have found very powerful are the actual tangible tools to help you feel more confident in your business. It's your contract. It's having 
for me, a seven-step process. It's having documents that I send to my client. It's having a fixed fee pricing structure that I can calculate every time. It's having a discovery call script that I follow with every lead. It's all those things that when I go to meet the client in the call or at the consultation or at the presentation, I feel confident because I have that to back me up. Oh, yeah. And, and it also not just gives you the confidence, it gives you the customer the confidence to, you know, sign the contract or feel the confidence that they're going to get the work done and get it done correctly from you because of your process. You're basically spelling it all out for them, what they're about to um, go through. Because, you know, yeah. our industry, they're trusting you with thousands of dollars for something that is affecting their home that their family lives in. So it's, it's a big investment for them. Um, and if they're not confident in it, it's going to destroy the whole thing. Yeah. It's trust building too, right? It, it get, yeah. You need, if you want a client to hand over a check for $50,000 or today, I just deposited a check for $88,000 of deposit towards materials. That's a lot of money for some it people. Is. Some people, it may not sound like a lot, but it's a lot of money. And so if they're just going to hand over, like we collect our design fee upfront. So a client without really having met me other than on the phone once and in a consultation, they're handing over tens of thousands of dollars. You have to really build trust with that client in order for them to just, I mean, obviously there's a contract, but for them to hand over that money. And a huge part of that is showing up as a professional and having a process that you follow with every project every time shows clients that you are a professional. It's not your first rodeo and you, you know what you're doing. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, these are, th these were kind of like multiple topics all in one. Um, but I want to talk about your um, podcast, um, Resilient by Design. Um, are these topics you kind of go over or are you kind of just going over everything in design? Yeah. So my podcast, uh, Resilient by Design, it's it's business advice for designers. I have guests like you do. I have some solo episodes. It is really getting more into the nitty gritty of what do you do? How do you run a discovery call? How do you run a consultation? Uh, talking, you know, having a panel talk about um, pricing your services, having different designers share how they price their services. I recently interviewed um, a really great designer out in San Diego, and she was talking about how she's restructured her invoicing and how the billing has changed everything in her business. So it's it's really all of the elements about running a business, but it's also about sharing. It's like back to that collaboration over competition, right? Yeah. It's it's like the podcast like yours, the more you hear other people's stories or a little snippet or a little tidbit here, you can pick up that information and it's free. It's yeah. like podcasts are amazing. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You just pop it in. And that's another thing. When I started the pro series, um, in our profession, we're always driving to a customer's house. We're always in the car, like traveling. So like, it's a perfect thing to put in and just listen to people that are you know, on your side and everything. And I wanted, I'm glad we talked about the competition part because people are going to see in this headline of this podcast title, it's going to, I always put the name of the guest and then I put podcast host or whatever. Yours is going to say podcast host and designer. They're going to be like, why are you promoting that? Or why are you promoting another design podcast? But like, to me, that's, 
I love that because now we're connected. Um, totally. That aspect, yeah. Well, you'll have to be on my podcast now. We'll bring I, you as a guest on mine. I would love that. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's fun. I've made friends through it. Like, um, I have a friend in Australia now that Adrian Ramsey I had on months ago on my podcast. He has a podcast called Talk Design. Um, and we kind of just like share each other's guests. Like he'll send me a couple of his guests and I'll send him a couple of his guests. Um, and it's just, it's just like a fun uh, kind of a relationship, but we would never have got that if it wasn't for design and it wasn't for social media. So I awesome. blessed for that. That's amazing. Well, sign me up. I will share guests. I'm always looking for great guests. Yeah. It's all, I feel like, and I've heard that from other people in the podcasting community. So if anyone who's listening, you want to start a podcast, I'm all for it. Send me a DM. I'll tell you what to do. Not how yeah. to technically do it. I'm not a technical person. But, <laughs> But it is so neat to see how within the podcasting community, people are so forthcoming at sharing guests and ideas and, and cross-promoting. That's something I've noticed too, yeah. which is, I mean, I, I share everything. I'm all for helping anyone. And some people might say, but then if you put them together, like you're the middleman and you're cut out of the deal. But I think there's something as karma. And I think that when we help each other, the good only comes back to us. Um, yeah, I love to hear that you're collaborating. That's how do you, that's crazy. I was, I interviewed somebody for my podcast who was in Australia recently and coordinating the time of day was really hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is very hard. Um, cause I mostly do all my podcasts all at night or, um, you know, like very, very early in the morning and I've had to do it pretty late and it's pretty early their time, but I've yeah. been a couple of times with Australia, UK, um, time zones are a bit tricky to deal with. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, I think your podcast and my podcast are two very, very different podcasts. Yeah. It's kind of the same basis of like the core, but I don't think like if you listen to it, they're two drastically different. Yeah. And, and my goal really is always to, and I say, we have a Facebook group, it's called designer meetups. And so I always say in my podcast, like go join, cause the thing about a podcast is you can't get feedback because somebody can leave a review, which is amazing, yeah. but it's always wonderful to hear from those who are listening to the podcast. So I say like, go into the Facebook group. Not everybody does it to like comment on it, but let, tell me if you like this episode, do you want more like this? So I'm always trying to serve the community as I'm sure you are as well to yeah. figure out like, what are people dealing with right now? Like right now, there's a lot of talk of recession. So I've started, you know, bringing the topic to light in my podcast. Uh, what can we do? How can we like, what are some tricks of the trade or tools or quick ways to bring a cash infusion to your business or that's what people, I mean, I don't have a course teaching you about that, but I'm just there to give all that value and share and give back. Um, and I just love the community. I do. I love the community. We have this, the Facebook group is great. Everybody's always sharing with each other. Like this happened to me. A client wants a refund for their consultation. This recently happened in the group. Like, what do I do? What do I say? And of course, like tons of people start messaging like don't give a refund say this this happened to me and it's so wonderful like back to that collaboration aspect you feel so supported when you're in a community like that oh yeah that's I've never even thought to do that for like my own podcast but I do that for um I use anchor for my podcasts um and they have their own Facebook group and it's kind of like that if anybody needs help with um you know, 
uploading or guests or something, there's always someone there to help. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, there's there's power in those groups. I mean, not everybody wants to join and that's okay, but they're there for the people who want it. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Rebecca, I want to end with promoting you. So where people could find you on social media, where people could find your podcast, um, maybe say your podcast title again um, for people to find it. Sure. The podcast is Resilient by Design. Uh, you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you, I'm on Instagram, I'm pretty active. Uh, it's Rebecca Hay Designs. That's my company, like my interior design business name. But if you want to find out more about process and how I can, how I help other designers, interior designers, stagers, really creative entrepreneurs go from that state of constant overwhelm to total clarity and confidence using process. I do have a signature course comes out twice a year. It's called power of process because I think it's powerful (laughs) and a catchy name. Uh, You can find out about that at RebeccaHay.com. So, uh, and just send me a DM actually. I would love if you could send me a DM on Instagram to say that you heard me here on this podcast. So I can say to Eric, Thanks. I always <laughs> love hearing that too. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, totally. This has been a really great conversation. I love talking to other like-minded professionals like you. I do too. Uh, I do. That's the main reason I'm only doing this for fun. So I love that. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for popping on today. Awesome. Thank you, Eric.